Hi, Mason. So this is a little bit of a, a different dynamic for you and for me. Um, you're on the hot seat. So I don't think that you have ever sat in the hot seat and been interviewed, right? Not on my show. <laughs> so this is your first time having someone else ask you questions. Yeah, yeah. I, on here it is. Um, but okay. um, I've, I've been on a few different like podcasts, of course. But like on mine, on mine is first time. So I'm looking forward to it. So I'm feeling very special about that. Yeah, yeah. so you're I'm the first. Sorry, I'm just giving myself a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> so firstly, it's so good to see you. Um, I know that we, we connected when, you know, you interviewed me on a podcast and um, I cannot believe it was over a year ago. It was over a year ago. Um, where does time go, firstly? Secondly, where does time go? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, we've done this about, about a year ago. Um, and like, we're one year older, so there we go. <laughs> you know what? I know. It just, it's very sensitive topic for me because you and I are both in September and we're getting a whole year older. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Why do we edge? <laughs> yeah, but, so, yeah. Yeah, I've actually got so much I want to ask you. Um, let me start by this. When you have autism yeah. and you have Crohn's, and, and that's quite a combination of things to have. I mean, I, you know, uh, having one or the other is, is challenging in itself. Um, so I can only imagine uh, having to go through your life and uh, going through all these challenges with, with both of these things. And uh, you're still rocking it. I mean, you're still doing the podcasts. And I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Um, but so just give me a little bit of history. Maybe just start with um, when, when were you diagnosed with, with your Crohn's and autism and, and maybe just start with that so that we can get a little bit of a, a, some context. Okay. Okay. Well, I was diagnosed with autism in 2009. Um, so I would have been nine. Um, and I was diagnosed with Crohn's 2017. So I'd have been about not long after my birthday. I was diagnosed in the October, so I, I was turning 17. Wow. Yeah. And how, I mean, being nine years old, I mean, how did you, how was that explained to you? Because I can imagine a nine-year-old, you know, you're being told you've got autism. I mean, how was that for you? How, how did they sort of explain that to you? Yeah, it's, it, it was, um, I, I, I don't remember all through a lot because um, I was quite young, but um, I, what I do remember, I remember going to London. Um, it, it, in, in London, there was like a hospital you went to um, to do tests of, of to see if you had autism. And I remember that. I remember little bits of that. Um, it, take, it takes a while to get any diagnosis of anything. Um, but what, what happened was um, I, I did all that and I eventually did get told I had autism and when I did get told I have autism I didn't really um, know anything about it. Um, I thought it was a really bad thing at first. Um, I, didn't really, I didn't really understand it I guess and that's what it did to me not liking having it and thought it was all bad. And, and what, I mean, what did you do to educate yourself especially in that age? I mean, you know, you're getting diagnosed with something, you have absolutely no idea what this is you're nine years old I mean what what was the walk me through the process of um how you exposed yourself and and uh, educated yourself on this whether it was your parents that helped you I mean I just want to understand a bit more yeah my my, my parents probably did the most of it you know like uh, I think what happened beforehand was maybe signs possibly that I would line up I I had cast it like when I was younger. It's it, all the two thousand kind of stuff. Um, 
So like, I had like your car mat and then your power seat, your pony car mat. And I, I always used to line them up. Always used to collect the same colours and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that kind of give shows your autism, and it's changed a lot since like the eighties. Because the eighties, you probably wouldn't have been it, it, much harder to get diagnosed than it is now. It's still hard, but there wouldn't be as signs that you have now back then. And what happened was, um, like I didn't like. I would have been at primary school, I would have, so it, I wouldn't have known much about it. And I was always in, like, the, you know, in class, the group that maybe needed more support. Um, so um, it kind of made me feel a bit dumb, but knowing getting older, I, I may not be as good as a certain uh, one person, maybe maths. I might not be good at maths, uh, like bid maths or, or stuff like that. I might, I might not be good at that. But on the other note, I might, I might be good at someone else. I might... Um, when I was that age, I wasn't good at talking. I was always quiet. Um, so I was always quiet. I always hid that I needed help and stuff. Um, so, so for example, if everyone in the class knows what they're doing, I don't want to say I, I need the help because I feel a bit <laughs> like left out, I guess. And I mean, look at how well you're talking now. You have an entire podcast. Um, yeah. Which is amazing, just firstly. I just want to give you a little bit of a round of applause, just for myself. Um, but tell me, so how did you get from there to here? I mean, you're clearly amazing at speaking, and I know that autism, from what I know about it, um, and I'm sure there's so much I don't know, but from what I do know is it's it's quite difficult for you to, and, and I hope I'm being correct in this, to maybe communicate or there's something socially that, I mean, maybe you can elaborate more on this, but touching on what you said, um, how did you get from that point to a point where you've decided to just start a podcast and invite people from all over the world and build that courage up and be really, really brave and, and speak so well? How did that happen? Um, well, I guess um, like it worked very. It was very difficult to start with because um, I was in like I, I transferred like, after primary school. Still weren't that confident about certain things, and then I went to not school, like high school, as you say, um, and in in other countries like America and um, and kind of stuff. So, um, but I went there. And then I, I didn't really get on with it straight away because people didn't understand me. Um, at that moment in time, I did have Crohn's and autism because I, I was in my last year of school. Like, um, yeah, I, was on, I was in my last year of school then. And then like, I went to college um, and it, it was okay there. But school terms, I um, it's complicated because you get access to school and college, but you go to school. Um, I, 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 before I went to a special school with other people who have autism, I went to a mainstream school, which, like I said, they didn't understand really, yeah. and they just kind of just put it aside, um, and and they weren't really understanding. They quite a lot of pressure, so I was there about a year uh, and a bit, and I, I I left, and then I went to a special school, which um, I wasn't, I still wasn't confident at the start. But then I grew on it, and then knowing there's other people that have autism like me, uh, I kind of it helped, I guess. And there are lots of teachers that are nice. Um, so from there, I kind of got better of my confidence and talked about different things. And then I suppose that helped when getting diagnosed with Crohn's. I know Crohn's was easier to start, but it kind of helped, I guess, because like starting like a page about Crohn's initially to start with, it was um, I had an idea just page about my Crohn's journey and then and then I thought hang on a minute I've got autism too so I don't eventually and then I I decide um to create a podcast um at first it was just about my journey still and then I thought hang on a minute I, I learned about it I, I learned about what a podcast was and talk about like Crohn's and autism and then eventually once I talked a lot about that I kind of do different mini series about did the one about mental health, did 
just recently finished one about Doctor Who and autism. So because Doctor Who, like autism is not a lot with your hobbies. Like you might get um, hyperfixated on a certain thing, um, and Doctor Who is quite um, a good topic um, because talking about one thing that's really well known to maybe another thing that maybe isn't. Um, so. I, 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 so that's kind of been more this year, really. These different mini series, like when we did the one with you last year, that was like series five, and and um, I will still be doing those kind of series, but I do like doing these kind of different. I suppose about a subject, I guess, and it's nice because like 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 you know, like you meet different people, I guess, and it helped during lockdown as well. And I thought it, it might have just been a lockdown thing, but and and COVID thing, but COVID still ain't, ain't gone away and still impacts people's lives. Just still, still people getting it now. Um, so, and and you never know what's happen with your Crohn's if you're going to be in the flare or or something. Yeah. Um, which is why I like to do episodes in advance because you know you never know if your Crohn's in the flare or people ask if episode's not there. But yeah. Yeah, so it's it's good fun. It sounds like good fun. <laughs> so tell me, um, and I'm just quite interested. So you say you went from a mainstream school, and and you and you were misunderstood, and and you went to what you called a special school, correct? Yeah. Um, what what is it that you struggled with that? you felt you couldn't really fit in in a mainstream school. I mean, what is it about autism? I'm just genuinely, I might be ignorant and I might not know a lot, but what is it about autism that you felt like you needed to go to somewhere special to to, to thrive, essentially? Um, like, go, go mean, back. What are the challenges there? Okay. Um, like... What I said before is um, that when I struggled to ask for help, um, like in primary school, maybe for example, or and it was kind of that, like um, like when I went to mainstream school, I wouldn't ask for help, um, and there there were certain situations like um, like there there was a situation where um, I got told to go to the library, well the class did, um. And was there about about fifteen, probably a half hour, I guess. And the teacher, not like no one was coming to the library, and it wasn't just me. It was other people that said, "Yeah, that's right." And like, I think we're right. And then we go back half an hour later to the classroom where we were told, um, and the teacher's like, well, "Where have you been?" And we're like, "We've been to the library, um, like waiting to, to go in for like the lesson and stuff." Um, and then the teacher's like. I didn't tell you to do that. And I was thinking, well, what do you mean you did? And at that point in time, I wasn't confident to say that. So I wouldn't say yeah. something like that. Now I would. I, I kind of wish I'd go back now. But uh, so, so, <laughs> stuff like that, I wouldn't say then. So th- at that point, I wasn't confident at all either. It was all bad. Um, and then what well, she said that you got detention, which... Um, I don't think it was that day. I, I, I might, I might have gone to detention. I'm not sure. Um, like, like a timeout where you're just oh. like you're told off, and you got to basically do maybe a piece of work that that you might might have missed because of thinking you got told and stuff, which I did. And th- that's just one incident there. And then the following day, the head of year, so kind of the head teacher of the year, um, basically come up to us in like the form class. And, and brought us out and his his kind of posture and how, how he was approaching us wasn't very good um which I was thinking and he basically saying angry at us for doing something that we thought we've got told to do so he was basically saying why were you late for class and in my mind I was thinking it's not really necessary that you're here um because like I know he's had a year but I, I suppose you've got other things that he could be doing rather than doing something that what well, we thought was right and um yeah. and he basically said um it's not I, I was the one that spoke because everyone was so scared I guess the, the, the way he was coming across um and 
I was I did speak and I said, well, yeah, I we went there, but we thought that's what we did what we thought we had to do, like. And then there was half of the cast probably in there, half not. But if that was the case, if maybe it was just me, I I might have gone back earlier than I did. But it wasn't, and and as well, the helper teacher was with us. The helper teacher, you know, like in a, a class, you have a helper teacher with you. She was with us. Um, so I, I believe that she was. I hope I'm right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then we're waiting there. And then the thing that really annoyed me at the time, the head of year said, he said, um, I'll let you I'll let you off this time. So I guess we didn't have the detention in the end. But the thing is, the teacher could have actually asked why we went there and not just say you got detention like straight away. So that kind of stuff in my mind, I wasn't very happy about. That was one incident. And I'll tell you another incident. Um, stuff like because sometimes being having autism can make people take things more literally, like the way people say things. Um, so uh, when get changed for PE, the PE teacher says, um, "You've got to um, get changed in five seconds, um, or, or, or less than like you got it counts. He counts so like you you're counting like one, two, three, and and, and then when he gets to that, he, he'll say." Um, if you do not get, if you're not out on a certain amount of time, you'll be locked in. And then, of course, me, I, I, I was half changed, so I had to take, I was taking clothes out, getting changed. Um, so certain things like that. And that same teacher, um, I was getting lost because mainstream school is quite big compared to a special school, quite small. Yeah. Um, um, so what would happen? I, I was lost, and he was there, and I didn't know what page it was. So he said like the planner where you have the map of the of the school and he says uh, are, are you lost i said yeah i'm lost um and i said he said where are you going and i said i don't know um and then i said where's your uh where's your timetable thing and then i gave it to him um and he's like can you get to the page he asked me to get to the page i said um i'm finding it and and then and he, he and he says to me where well, i gotta go and then um now, before he said that, actually, he was getting really impatient because I couldn't find the page. And I said, if you have someone else to be, you go, like, you don't, you don't have to be here. Um, and so I know, uh, he's like, hurry up. And then uh, he tells me in the end where I go. And I still don't know where I'm going because he, he tells me you go to floor three, do, do a left, do a right. And you're there. And then uh, I don't really know what he's talking about. So I'm still, <laughs> I'm still late um, because they're quite strict in, in, in mainstream. Um, and just those yeah. different incidents that kind of tell like the school doesn't really have any knowledge really they say they do of autism they understand but they, they, they didn't and that was an annoying thing and how did it um, how did you feel when these people were almost making you feel like it was, you know, you are the problem. Like you don't know what to do. I mean, how did you actually feel in those moments? Um, I felt like I had to say what they wanted me to say because I didn't want to go into the isolation room, which they had an isolation room when I was there, which I thought was quite bad. You know, mm-hmm. like it, like if someone's been like really, really bad, um, which I wasn't, but I just didn't want to go in there if I'm if I'm getting told I thought on silly things. Um, but yeah. there was an isolation room um, where so sometimes people it's not their fault and they're getting told off maybe because they they listen to the music but people may want to listen to music it may not because they're not concentrating or they're talking um, it may be something else but yeah the isolation room which was quite bad because like that's needed probably now like COVID time not, not back then when COVID went about so yeah and I asked my friend, well, what was the isolation room like? Because he went in it um, and he, he eventually got a diagnosis of autism too. And he, like oh, my friend, my, my I went to the special school and then a couple of years later he did. Um, they yeah. did. Um, so it's it was there. And, and there, there was an incident in special school because it's, it's different for everyone, you know. Like some people have a better experience of mainstream or a better experience of special. Like in my experience... Special school was great. Maybe not to start with, because it's all new, but eventually it was. But um, 
there was one incident that I, I did get that I'm actually autism training like in the special school I went to, which I didn't think I would need to do, you know, but people did have a good knowledge of autism compared to mainstream, much better. Um, but but there was an incident. Well, there's actually two incidents. I'll, ta- I'll, 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 I'll tell you the first, which I thought was quite funny in the end. Um, well, basically, I had a science lesson um, and I had a, um, I didn't bring my pencil case. I normally do, but I didn't because there was a laptop trolley outside. And I thought, what, like, listen to what the teacher was saying before, like, I'm doing that next lesson. I was like, okay, I'm not going to bring my pencil case because I'm not going to need it. Um, yeah. And then I'm sitting there, like, we haven't got the computers out yet. And then the teacher asked me, um, where's your pencil case, Mason? I was like, I didn't bring it, left it. Part of me, I did forget. I did forget that time, part of me. But I, I still said, well, I don't normally, I normally bring it, don't I? Um, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty good kind of stuff. Um, and then, and then, and then she said I have a detention. And then, and then I didn't. She said I have a detention. Um, she did because of yeah, that. Detention. Yeah, yeah. She, she, yeah, she said I have detention because I didn't have a pencil case. Um, what? Um, um, and then I, I'll tell you what, what happened afterwards. And then we had our laptops during the lesson. A person didn't bring a pencil case too. Um, and then the teacher gave them a pencil, gave them like the equipment, um, and didn't give them the attention. They, 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 they didn't give this other person in the class the attention. And afterwards, this would have been a lunchtime detention. So I go, and then uh, <laughs> as soon as I'm going out, I think the teacher says, uh, I'll see you at lunchtime, Mason. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll see you at lunchtime. This part, this part of my life, I'm very confident. I'm a confident person, more than I was at mainstream. Um, so I'm confident. I can say I, I have confidence saying things. Um, and then I said I had conversations with my teachers like about it, and that they agreed with me that it was silly. And um, like, and I said I, I wasn't going to go. Like, and then and then they said I should, and, and I did. I did go. But um, as soon as I go, and then the teacher, so the teacher says you've got. Uh, oh, Max, you're here for your detention. Lovely. Um, and then I said uh, no. I'm not here to for a detention. I'm here for you to chat. I'm, I'm here to talk to you. Um, and then I said, so um, why? So yeah, I, I understand I didn't bring my pencil case, but you know I normally do it all the time. Like I'm not a bad person. Um, um And she, and then I, I asked her, why are you giving another pencil case, like uh, equipment, to a person that didn't bring it, and they don't bring it every week. Because they didn't really. It's rare if this person brings it every week. Um, and what happened was, um, I said, "Well, I don't understand why I've got a detention. So why have they not got a detention for doing the same thing I did?" And yeah. then um, she didn't have enough to say. So me speaking about about, about the situation is, and then, and then she eventually said, "Mason, um, you, I didn't give you detention anyway. Just go to break." And then so I won my I won my argument there, which it was it would have been unnecessary. Um it, it would have. Um so it, that was that. Um and a, a, another situation was like there was actually another two situations. I just thought another one. Like like in school you can in, in school you can be like a prefect, like you can you have to do yeah. things, but I wasn't pre. I I written like a letter in that or had an interview, but the person who was delivering it um, said that I didn't deliver. Uh, didn't sell myself. And for an autistic person, that could possibly mean it. Uh, I I understood it what it meant, but like for an autistic person, it could be taken differently. And that they um they gave it to someone else that was I think was more naughty. Um, and and um wow. and wanted to help their behavior like get better i guess but they shouldn't have said that to me when i eventually did get it in the end um a little bit longer but it, it, it would have been better maybe the first time around uh because it did make the actual person's behavior worse not better um so yeah and one more incident um mm. is i got like after lunchtime you know in like maybe school they'll say go to lunch um yeah. Well, I did, and uh, like that, there's set times different classes can go, I guess, and and because 
I just went in for lunch straight away. And then, like, teachers are asking me, like, why are you going for lunch? And I'm saying, I, I got told to go for lunch. And then they're saying that your class didn't get called. But, yeah, but a teacher told me to go for lunch. So that's how the autism training got got happened because teachers weren't understanding my point of view. Um, and they just thought I just went in willy-nilly. And, yeah, so there are a few incidents there. Not that they weren't all bad. I just I just get how people are saying things and and not and I it's good when that kind of stuff happens to the way because they can have the training that they need. That sounds firstly that sounds horrendous. Yeah. I mean that sounds really, really difficult. I mean I can't imagine. I mean you're in high school, you are going through the motions, you are young you're trying to figure out life and then you know you're in a situation where people are just putting you down and making you feel like just being who you are is something to punish you for and that's ridiculous um so i can't imagine and then so when you moved to this other school and you started connecting with people who were autistic and like could understand your behavior and your thought patterns. How did that change things for you? I guess it made me quite confident that, like, like because like people looked up, looked looked up on me, like they, like they would come to me and and stuff. Not even people that, well, was my so-called friend group, just just people anyway. Like it just, and it weren't like that at the other school. So I guess that helped my confidence. Like people like. So, looking forward to seeing me and stuff like that which I only have kind of that one probably I had a few friends but in the, my mainstream but maybe that one I still talk to you now um so yeah we were kind of in the same boat I guess um but but yeah like it, it helped like that there were there, there are a few situations silly situations like that there, there was a football court where you weren't allowed to bring your your bag in you had to keep it in your locker which I didn't want to do I, I never trust a locker um, people could easily go in there, um, um, and they didn't lock either, so it was pointless. So, <laughs> and the reason is they say don't put your bag on the floor. It's because that they were frightened that people would trip. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't understand that. I've uh, sometimes I still do it just to wind the member of staff up. I know you shouldn't, but it was just it was just funny. <laughs> <laughs> And tell me, I mean, I know I'm speaking a lot about autism and maybe this is just because I don't have it. And it's very new to me. Um, I'm very interested in it, very. Um, but let's talk about your Crohn's because if, if the people listening to this don't know, I mean, I was diagnosed with Crohn's um, a lot more recent than you. And I feel like when you interviewed me, it was quite interesting because it was coming from a place of, you know, you know what I'm going through. You've been going through it for a lot longer than me. And it it was quite healing in in a lot of ways, but tell me, so Give, can you give me a little bit of context? Like what actually happened that led up to you having to uh, get diagnosed with this illness? Um, well, I was very, um, I was very young, <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, uh, what led it up was I wasn't eating, one. I was struggling to eat um, things. But and I lost a lot of weight during that. I didn't want to eat anything. Um, something was wrong there. Um, and then I I started getting pain, like like bad acidy pain, um, in my stomach area. Um, and I had hot water bottles and it was very painful. And at this point, I didn't know. I never knew what Crohn's was. I know some people when they get diagnosed, they've been said to me that they knew it and. Yeah, it would have been nice to know, I guess, before, like just knowing that it was quite a big thing now, um, than back then. Yes. Um, um, like a lot of people getting diagnosed, um, and like, yeah, like that was that was the main things that was happening. Like, lost a lot of weight, weren't eating things. Um, I couldn't eat anything. I was put on these drinks, but I didn't like, so I wasn't winning. 
either way. So it weren't, they were the main thing that kind of led to a diagnosis of it. And so was there a moment where, I mean, I know for me, there was a moment where it was unbearable that I went to hospital. Was there a moment in time where you were like, I need help? Or was it just something that you were concerned about? Um, not, I guess the eating part and weight loss part wasn't, it might have been. Like, I didn't notice it myself. My like, my mum did. I kind of thought something was wrong, so I, I, I didn't put that. But when a pain came out, um, I thought something was wrong. And there was a point in the middle of the night I had to go and get seen because I couldn't sleep um, with it. Um, I tried. Um, I even went to school. Like, like, it was a time when exams were, so I was still doing it, even though... I had one hand holding my stomach, one hand holding the pencil, but even though it wasn't going to stop it, like holding it, hold my hand on my on my, my stomach, um, because it's on the inside, it's not on the outside, um, yeah. which would be nice, you know, if it, I guess. So, so people know like the pain you go through. It's probably really bloody on the outside, I guess, like what it would like, a really, really, really bloody, really mild pain. Um, but But yeah, that was, yeah. And tell me, I mean, I know that it's quite difficult and I've, and I've found this out through my own process that it's quite difficult to actually diagnose someone with Crohn's. Um, what was that process for you? I mean, was it something that took a really long time? Was it something, you know, that you went to the hospital and it was sort of picked up? I mean, how was that for you? It didn't take that long, really. I know some people wait ages, don't they? Like, with crimes it didn't take that long um like I, I had to there was fighting to get appointments um because i would have needed surgery i've never had surgery for my crimes um so I, I was told it's good that people are fighting for me because if that one could happen i would have needed surgery and things were escalated um which which is why we do this because like so some people are quiet about certain things and they fit, I think it's nothing and and some people it's important because they don't they want to, have to get early before you get late yeah and I just really want to know I mean you've been going through it's one thing to be, be autistic you know what I mean and then it's another thing to to have Crohn's and it's just too really um, challenging things to have and I don't think people who don't they're not educated about it or people that don't know enough about it I don't think that they understand the gravity of what you go through on a daily basis but my question is to you I mean how what actually what actually helps you in terms mentally to keep you going because I know that it's it takes such a mental toll on you when you're going through things like this. And, um, and it's very easy to get sucked into, you know, a negative space. But um, are there any things that you uh, particularly do that help you get out of that space or cope? Um, I guess just doing this, I suppose, uh, helps. We're um, talking about different things and... Yeah. Meeting up with people, um, trying to meet up with people, um, yeah, that, that, that kind of thing. And so sometimes I go on my um, my PlayStation, um, when I'm not busy, um, just to just just on a joy, I guess. And um, yeah, yeah. It goes back to hobbies, I guess. Uh, right. I like it, so I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like <laughs> hobbies and that kind of help. So what do you, what kind of things do you play on PlayStation? Just out of interest, I know it's super random. <laughs> um, I play, well, uh, every year around September time, I'll get um, FIFA, like a football game. But, yeah. right, but around this time, I get bored of it. So I get bored of it easily. So at, at, the, at the minute, I'm playing a game called Horror... Horizon Forbidden West. It's, it's like an adventure game, which is it's quite cool. Um, I do like action games. I do like action games. So 
I've been doing that and yeah, um, I do like it. Um, I got the PS5 when it came out, so I was one of the lucky ones. Um, wow. Yeah, so that 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 that, that that's quite good. Uh, um, yeah. And does it help you? I mean, okay, firstly, the PS5 looks like it is from the future. Um, am I right? It looks very, very sleek and very high tech. Um, amazing. But what does it do? Like, I mean, does it just, do you have fun? Is it just about you having fun playing it? Or is it a good escape? I mean, what does it do for you to play those things? Because I think it's important for people to understand who maybe are going through this, um, what certain things can do for you that you enjoy that will help you, you know, get through on a daily, on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it does really help. Um, like gaming is, is nice, you know, like I, I, it's, it's nice because you get to do it, like there's no like, you know, I, mean, I guess you do escape from like the real life, like if something bad's going on, you can enjoy something. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, it's, it's nice because it's not nice when you're not doing well in a game, but if you're, yeah. you keep dying or you keep losing, but the nice thing about it is like you just, you, it's your own comfort. You all have our own comfort zones, don't we? And I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, and so I'm bombarding you with questions, but I'm genuinely just so interested in your answers. Um, tell me, you know, it's been a couple of years now that you've been, I mean, quite a few years since you've been diagnosed with, with autism, but um, it's been a few years since you've been diagnosed with Crohn's. And um, it's quite a thing to live with. What are the biggest challenges for you? I mean, on a daily basis, what does it look like for you in your life? Um, like nowadays, like you know, if I was to use use the disabled toilet, for example, like 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 people don't think you're disabled, so you don't they just judge you, I guess. Well, they don't always have to say a word. You can kind of tell. When they're looking, like, and then you probably say to them, like, uh, is there anything the problem? <laughs> um, and yeah, it's 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 stuff like that. Like, I sometimes like I don't like big crowds or a lot of people. Um, so I was like maybe a small group or or stuff like that. Um, but but yeah, like lot of crowns is. There's no at the minute. I'm I'm doing alright. Um, I have my have my injection um, every two weeks. So I'm due it actually this week as we're speaking on it today. Um, so yeah, you you having yours? I have one today. You had yours today. Did, yeah. What well, what are you on at the moment? Are you still are you still on the same as before? Yeah. So I'm on Hamara as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I remember when I just first started Amara and I was like freaking out because I didn't know what was going to happen, if my body was going to take a liking to it or reject it. But I remember speaking to you and it, it comforted me a lot because I remember you saying to me like, yeah, I've been on Amara, you know, and, you know, it's really just been helping me. So, um, so when did you take your injection? Um, I haven't yet. I'm supposed to um, either Thursday or Friday this week. Okay, okay. So, oh, this week? Yeah, this week. Oh, either, cool. either Thursday or Friday. I normally do it on Thursday or Friday. Okay, so we're in the same week. Yeah, we do it. Like, are you, are you every, every two weeks too? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so when did you start yours? So I started mine last year about January so it's been maybe a year and a half now I cannot believe it's been a year and a half where did time go um but yeah I mean it's to be honest um before I was taking my injection I felt like I wasn't living mm. I almost felt like I couldn't function and I don't know if it's 
you know, everyone with Crohn's or whatnot, but um, it definitely, people are like, oh no, isn't it scary injecting yourself? And I'm like, do you know what? It's more scary not injecting myself. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I still don't inject myself. I was getting wrong to it. Really? Um, yeah, like, I'm, I, I don't like, I, don't, I feel like I do it wrong. Like, I've had to I do it, but, um, I've done it wrong twice. What, how, how did you do it wrong? What did you do? So the same as always, I was doing my normal process, you know, the the alcohol wipe, the stretching yeah, yeah. out your thigh, making sure that it's in the right place. And then all of a sudden I was like, shit. <laughs> I started getting... <laughs> Blood was just running down my legs, but like a lot of blood. So I phoned my my Myra person. I was like, oh no, am I dying? Like, what is happening? And she was like, you probably just hit a vein. So ever since then, <laughs> I literally examined my thigh and I'm like, okay, where are the lines of my veins trying to just avoid it at any cost because it's something that simple that um that can essentially screw it up you know um you have to be very careful with it yeah yeah i i, I know what you mean like sometimes I, I always every time i um do it i'll either scream or laugh um just to get that out of me. Is it painful for you? Not every time. Not every time. Not every time. Like it depends. Like yeah. what sometimes it's gone wrong. So sometimes it's gone in and I taken out too early. Okay. Um so all the liquids over my over my leg. Um yeah. and then ringing up the home mirror person asking what should we do? Um mm. like half a little bit might have gone in so and then we just left it like a few days and then just did it again um yeah. but i always reward myself after i've done it i always have like an ice cream or something yeah yeah and um so wait how long has it been now i mean i know that you told me but crohn's memory is a real thing it, to anyone who does not have crohn's i feel like i just have no capacity to remember things i don't know about you my memory is terrible yeah yeah we know your memory yeah i posed that question on a facebook crohn's group and i was like is it me or does anyone else feel this way and you just i just started seeing like hundreds of people commenting and people were like oh i feel like i have alzheimer's someone was like yeah i had to write everything down and it was just a whole bunch of people and i just absolutely burst out laughing because i was like it's not me i mean i'm amazing <laughs> but it's I'm bl- i blame it on my crohn's i blame it on my crohn's <laughs> yeah because you're probably tired and it probably makes you forget i guess all the time all the time yeah so mason firstly wow i am really just honored to have become friends with you like i'm as shitty as it is to have crohn's we met through crohn's which is a, a definite bonus for me i feel like we're very good friends already and we were you know opposite ends of the world um but is there anything that you i mean i'm maybe not posing the right questions but is there anything that you would particularly like to say or talk about or any advice you want to give people? I mean, what is there anything that you would actually like to say without me having to interrogate you with questions? <laughs> um, I would like to say, um, like, for anyone who has either Crohn's or autism, just know that um, it's, like, it's okay to speak about it and it's okay not to speak about it. But if you don't want to speak about it, just make sure you, you say someone if you're... For Crohn's, for example, you're in pain, um, um, because it's better to think, see things sooner than later. Um, you may not like hospitals, not many of us do, um, but uh, 
it's something we kind of get used to now. Like, I haven't been for a while, really. I'd normally go for my blood test quite often. But, um, but yeah, like, you'll, you'll learn, like, like maybe like me, like, um, when I go to the hospital, people know who I am. Um, so um, you kind of get quite popular, I guess. Um, you it, do, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, with autism, it's, it, it, it's slightly different. Um, to Crohn's, of course, because Crohn's is a disease and autism isn't. But um, but knowing that, but all, all, all knowing that Crohn's is a disease, but always make sure to know that it's not like passable. Like um, yeah. yeah. So so some people have family members. I I don't. Um, but I do have family members that have like autoimmune diseases and stuff like that. Really. Um, like yeah. Um, like um, like 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 in a family line. Um, like. So sometimes it goes within the family. Some people don't have mm-hmm. it at all. Yes, or, or, or yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's different yeah. like that. So, um, yeah. and and yeah, like like there are similarities with autism and Crohn's. Um, you know, like like I, like a few people have been on here that I've had Crohn's and autism. Um, which is it's quite rare to find. Uh, people have people have both, but then on the other hand, some people on here have maybe chronic fatigue with autism chronic pain so it is similar but just knowing that one is a disease and one isn't and it's, it's always important because you, there's still things out there that people um will say the wrong things and think they're right but you always have to make sure when you're raising awareness of certain things or acceptance make sure that you're doing, saying the right things like I'm always making sure that I'm, I'm I, if I say something about fatigue um, or like surgery, like within surgery, normal fact is you're most likely to have it in your life if you're diagnosed quite young with Crohn's. Um, right. I don't know, like, have you had surgery? Um, oh. I am very fortunate. I mean, I've had lots of surgeries, don't get me wrong. Um, hi, I've been sick forever. Um, but I'm very fortunate that I, I, I haven't gotten to a stage where I've had surgery for Crohn's. Um, I, you know, I, I was very, very close to death, very close. And, um, you know, very lucky that I caught it in time. And I know that a lot of people have to go through the trauma of, um, you know, surgeries and things that have to change with their bodies. And that's one thing that I can actually say I'm very, very grateful for. But have you had? Have I? Um, no, I haven't in my life. I've had I had one when I was younger. I had my um what, tonsils taken out. <laughs> um, so I had surgery but, and, and something else that I can't remember. I have a <laughs> I've been lying on my stomach. Should, yeah. like, like I've had surgery, but nothing for crimes. I don't have right. a stone. I don't have a stone bag either. Um, yes. Quite, quite a lot of people do with Crohn's. Um, it's horrendous. Yeah, I've 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 never had it either. And I think when you look at Crohn's is when you diagnose, that's the kind of two things you feel. You think, oh no, I'm gonna have surgery. I'm gonna have a stone bag. But um, yeah. but it's good that we haven't. Um, it is. I'm very grateful. Are you grateful? Yeah. 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 I I am, and like I always. People come in here talk about how, how it's changed their lives, and I think it's really good, you know, and when people have cyber bags, because I can't imagine myself having it. Like I can't imagine myself showing it on social media either, because um, a lot of people do. Like, yeah. it, like you know, it's it's scary to think about that kind of stuff. But um, if it happens, if 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 it was to save our lives, we'll definitely we we have no choice. Would we? Um, it's not, but for me, it's always a last resort. Like if none of the medications work. Um, then we yeah. find ourselves in a situation where uh, that that might have to be an option. You know what? I think that if you and I had to have that, we would rock it. Yeah, like people would have some it. fashion show and just rock it because I can't imagine. And and for people who are perhaps listening to this, who who do have um, what is it called? A sto- stoma. stoma. Yeah, stoma. Yeah. You do have stomas. Um, not only must it be humiliating and uh, and horrendous to go through, but to be able to just carry on 
and just keep your head up high is just absolutely unbelievable. And I think Crohn's, because it is, and, and some people refer to it as an invisible disease because it's something that you can't necessarily pick up just by looking at someone. Um, if someone has a stoma, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually something that's quite obvious and it, and it tells people this is what it is. Um, and, uh, and the scary part, I think, for me, and I'm not sure about you, is having Crohn's because it is a forever thing. Um, you know, we never know what's going to happen. And, and I think that all we can do is just appreciate every single day and just try and, and do our best to just combat whatever flares we have or, or any illness we feel. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. And um, just hope for the best. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think we will rock it. But yeah, like, like you say, like Crohn's is kind of invisible to other people, and in a way, autism is too. Um, and uh, and most things are when we don't know about it. Um, and the more we talk about it, I guess the the more people know. The more people know, it looks like we're doing all right. <laughs> I think it's so important. It's it's a really serious illness, and I don't. I personally didn't know much about it either when I was diagnosed, um, and that's not because. It's not a lack of, it's not ignorance. It's it's the fact that it's not spoken about. It's not widely, I mean, people aren't widely educated on it necessarily. And I think what you're doing is amazing because you're taking people and their experiences and you're actually putting it out there and you're like, this is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is how it is. This is what it is. And, and that kind of, and I don't think that you realize the kind of power that that brings because the world needs to know. They need the exposure. They need the education about that. I mean, and, and we need it for ourselves to be more understood and taken seriously. Yeah, uh, we do. And like, that, like, it's good when you, you have people on here that, that just tell their journeys and stuff and um, because it is important like, to speak about this kind of stuff because like yeah. like like nowadays you can ask tell someone about your Crohn's or have you heard about Crohn's something uh, yeah. and then they say normally is that they'll say yeah I, I know about it like, my friend has it so it's more known about now um, than it was so that's good because um, so not everyone will understand like like really ever if you haven't got yourself but like, you're not going to understand like the fatigue fatigue is quite part like a big part of it for me too like especially doing, when you're doing exercise or even just going out for the day or out for a walk somewhere you'll be shattered at the end of the day or even the next day waking up you're still still want to go back to sleep <laughs> i don't know about you but have you ever slept quite a while and woken up just so exhausted yeah yeah well, yeah like sometimes i will wake up and then i'll be filming time maybe halfway through the day yeah um, yeah, and it does take a physical, it, it definitely takes a physical toll. I mean, you're absolutely, you've hit the nail on the head there. It really is. I mean, something that's so simple for someone else, um, as simple as a day out and, you know, just a walk or whatever. Um, and, and, and we try and we have to, we have to fit into a world that doesn't accommodate us. Um, and and really just try and and survive the best we can and and it's true you do come home and feel exhausted and in pain I mean I'm not sure if you have arthritis it's quite a it's a common thing with Crohn's um, I have arthritis okay. and um, it's a bitch yeah. It yeah. and I completely agree with you I think that it's Everything you said is completely. I com I couldn't agree more. I um I don't have arthritis, but I suffer a lot with my joints. Um, but I've always had in before crimes. Um, yeah, even, even yeah. Before, like I would like exercise, I'd be really achy, like my joints hurt. Um, like I do click them sometimes. I I know I shouldn't. Um, but <laughs> um, like especially my kneecaps, you know. Like, really? yeah, 
Yeah. You take your kneecaps. Yeah. How? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you know when you can't it, it's almost like a reward for me. Um yeah. like you don't do it over so many hours and then you do it and then like 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 people feel like if if someone was with me, they probably you probably think that looks that feels painful. But it doesn't like it just feels nice. Like it shouldn't do, I should be yeah. doing it. but it feels nice and like I always used to put my fingers when I was younger, but I don't as much now. Not as much. Um, I have my neck. My neck has actually clicked before, um, and it was very painful when I happened. I've never done that before. Um, but I do, you know when you stretch, you do that, and then they just click. Yeah. Yeah. Quite nice. Quite nice. But but yeah, I I get arthritis because like, I can imagine how painful it is. Because um, I've always I've always struggled with with joints and maybe walking long distance without being in pain. So um, I understand. I And totally, and I think it's also a huge part of Crohn's is that joint pain. Um, way before I knew about my Crohn's, I mean, I would walk along the beach and I remember a particular day where I was walking and I just couldn't walk anymore. And my knee, it just gave in and I had no idea why. And you know, when you get diagnosed, you can put pieces together now. I mean, now I can say, okay, you know, it's a massive, massive side effect of Crohn's. Um, and it just is, whether you have arthritis or not, um, it is something that, you know, on a daily basis, we do have to factor in and deal with. Yeah, there's, there's so many things on top that, that Crohn's can attract, like, You've got uh, so some people have sepsis, yeah, like uh, having Crohn's, um, like and like skin cancer you can get if you're too long in the sun without or maybe certain sun lotion, which which kind of makes us possibly some of us feel like a little bit like a vampire, can't be in the sun a little bit, but <laughs> um, but yeah, like I always wear my sun cream, I always put my hat on. Um, well, if it's really sunny, I'll put my hat on. Um, but but yeah, though to so so many other things that it can attract and like I, I have Crohn's and colitis, so I, 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 I myself you have I, colitis. I also do. Yeah, I I I, I both so overachievers, Mason. Yeah, yeah. But like it's called it's called patchy pans actually. Like together I think now. Patchy pans. Um, okay. um and it's almost like you've got a bit of a hybrid, don't we? Right. Like, a, a, a bit of Crohn's a bit of colitis well yeah so it kind of it's kind of good because like you understand when people come across with often colitis because kind of just a colon isn't it um and it affects a lot more too yeah. but but for crohn's yeah it's it's it is it's a, it's the same with it in the ipd but they are yeah. different in their own way but it's, they're still in the same boat completely and i mean having both of them is just the cherry on top of an amazing experience with an illness, I think. It's um it's challenging. Yeah. It's very challenging. And um, can we just reiterate the fact that it is definitely not just about going to the bathroom? Yes, it's not, is it? It's really not. No, like you may some people may need more toilets. But it's not just that, it's not just about that. It's so many different things. I don't think it's diet based either. I don't, you know, like I, I don't think it's that. Um, like it might be certain foods that you can eat, but like some people have like these, um, you know, these like, nutrients, these drinks, and I don't think it's like like that that they that, 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 that say it cures it, 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 it like cures it because nothing cures it until like the 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 personal guys kind of come on and say. This is the cure. You're not gonna have Crohn's anymore. Like it'll die out. Um, but it's it's not the case. So, like, definitely not just a toilet yeah. condition. I mean, it doesn't go away. No, it's always there. Like, some people get in remission. Some people don't. Um, I've been in remission once. Um, and that was for a little bit, and then I'm not anymore. So, um, you're fortunate. You're not in remission anymore. No, I'm not in remission. Um, are you? 
Are you in remission? I am. Um, recently, though, I've been feeling a lot of stress. Um, I've been feeling, you know, when you start slowly feeling a flare coming on in, in, in a very gradual way, um, which is happening to me. But um, just briefly, if you don't mind, can you just tell me a bit of uh, going from remission and what are you going through now? Well, it's not like painful, you know, like not in the kind of flare or anything. It's more, it's more like like Crohn's levels not in the same where they were. Like they, they went up and then like it's just that those kind of things is why I'm not in it. Um, and I'm I, I'm I, I'm on my levels are in a place where I can stay on like Himera and stuff like that. I'm still on the same medication. Um, but but yeah, mm -hmm. um, it's it's really hard. Like 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 people can be in it years. Some people can days or even yeah. an hour. So it is nice when you're in it. Um, it kind of in a way maybe feels like you may feel like. Maybe before you had Crohn's, like maybe no pain. Um, so, mm -hmm. so, so some people do have pain while in remission. Like the thing about the remission that, that maybe people don't understand is it's not like that you don't get anything. Like when you're in remission, because you do, you, you may get like brain fog, you may get uh, fatigue, yeah. which those things still don't go away. Yeah. Hmm. It remains um, completely. And I think. I just, do you know what, Mason? I just wanted to thank you because I think not only are you so brave having, especially having something like autism when people challenged you your whole life on, on, on how you communicate with people, but just also making a safe space and a platform for people who can relate and just not feel completely alone. Um, and I think it's just incredible. I, I honestly, I, and you've kept it up. You've completely dedicated yourself. There's nothing that, you know, made you pull back from it. And um, I, I just wanted to thank you because if you if you hadn't done that, we wouldn't have become best friends. Yeah, that there's always that. Like you don't meet all these great people if I didn't decide to to do any of this. So. It's, it's, it's been great because like it's been interesting uh you just asking me questions this time um so i know I, right how cool it's finally about you yeah but it's good that we kind of done it in reverse haven't we so it's uh it's it's been nice um yeah so it's i, I hope you well i've enjoyed it but i, I, I hope you have Oh gosh, I've had the best time of my life. I love this. We're totally doing this again. Yeah, we are. We've got to do it again. Obviously. I mean, I love actually being the person that can ask questions. So, I mean, and I find your story interesting. I mean, there's nothing, I don't sit here and I'm like, oh, he's so boring. Um, so you don't ever have to worry about that. But I think that it's also important for you to express what you've gone through, um, considering the fact that you spend so much time uh, investing in other people and their problems, but you rarely talk about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's been nice, you know, like just, I, I suppose, talking about me. Um, even though when I do speak to other people, I, I do bring up a few things about my crimes connecting it to someone else's or also connecting to someone else's. Um, but, you know, it, it's nice because the crimes community kind of want to know about autism too. Like, I have people on here yeah. kind of interested because then, because it's nice when you do like a show like this, a podcast thing, where it's not just about one thing, it's about all sorts of things that you can talk about. So many things. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think that this is part one, like, Mason, I'm going to be doing way more interviews with you where you get to speak more and I get to learn more. Yeah, we are. We're definitely doing it more. Yeah. Are, you, are you keen for that? Are you excited yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, 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 I am. It's, it's going to be awesome. It is. Quite awesome. And yeah. I've actually had, and I always have the best time with you. Yeah, it's yeah, me too. It's, it's been great. Like, is there anything else you want to say before we uh 
Oh, we finish up. No, I just wanted to thank you so much for actually giving me the opportunity to be the cool person who gets to ask questions and interview you for a change. Right. Um, and it's nice to, to learn about you. Yeah. Did did you have to kind of plan like plan it beforehand what you were going to say and stuff? You know, I thought about it so much and I actually wrote down questions. And can I be honest? I did not ask you anything that I planned. I didn't. <laughs> it honestly, it came to me in conversation when I was genuinely curious in moments about certain things. And it just flowed quite naturally. And I think that you, you are a very good interviewee. <laughs> I hope I got my English correct. Yeah. I think you did. Yeah. 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 It, it's been good just to relax, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're totally doing this again, I swear. We've got to swear. <laughs> hey, wait, can we pinky swear? Wait, do this. All right. Go hey, ahead. Put your pinky in the camera. And Go then ahead. we're going to pretend like we're going to, yeah. And then kiss your hand. Okay, that's a promise. Yeah, we got it done. Like, we, we got to do it again. Of course. Yeah. But I, I actually just wanted to thank you so much for this. I mean, not only did I have an amazing time, but I actually got to learn a lot, which is the whole point. Yeah. It's the whole reason why, I mean, I'm genuinely interested in your story. And I am yours too. And I think we have a lot more to, to speak about, and I'm very excited. Yeah, we got we got lots more to speak about. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, fun when we we do this again. It's so much fun! I look forward to it. Yeah, well, thank you again. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm glad we we've, we've done this. And yeah, like we said, we'll be doing this again. For sure, and um, you're a rock star. Yeah, and and so are you. Right. All right. Well, chat to you yeah it's been it's been great and awesome it's been amazing thank you so much mason i'm so excited for the next time we do this and for talking to you later because obviously we're best friends and we talk all the time so yes and later well, uh, yeah, yeah well, it's been, uh, <laughs> look forward to the next time <laughs> me too thank you so much for having me